And going into the, you know, cause you mentioned you have had a business coach. So for you, what mm-hmm. was that moment in time where you're like, I need, I need some support. I need guidance. So my business coach was actually someone I worked with as a nutrition, um, client. So she was actually my nutrition coach at the time because even coaches need coaches. So I really liked what she was like saying. So I, I signed up for her business, um, coaching class. I was just like, I, I really didn't know where to scale. Like there's a lot of information. There's a lot of good free information on Google, to be honest, but finding that and condensing it down for yourself into digestible content can be very difficult. So that's why it's nice to have someone who's had the experience and has kind of already done something, especially in an industry that I'm trying to build my business in. It's nice to hear from her experience. And even though I don't always agree with some of the the concepts that she might put out, it's still valuable learning tools for me, like different modules and different, like, this is how Instagram marketing can actually work. Um, This is how you can create more educational content. So it definitely helps kind of take away like a level of stress, I think for you, like they are already handling one part. So you don't have to worry about research on top of building. You can kind of just watch and then build like at the same time, which is awesome. Right. Well, and going into like what you just mentioned was there's so much information everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even you like having a business coach that's saying some information that you don't necessarily agree with. So how does that work in the, like the nutrition side, you know, everybody has you know certain things about food and what works and what you should or shouldn't eat so for you what's kind of like your standpoint on food and and what that looks like yeah so small town new york upstate and then worked in the city for a few years which was a terrible commute but uh it was definitely fun to get that city experience so good (laughs) and what did you do in new york like work-wise so I was doing um, a couple of different things. So I started in like a customer service operations role, moving into more of like an analytics role, um, website role, um, doing some different, just like controlling the website, um, loading things onto it and then running the stats on it. So like, how is it doing? How are certain marketing things performing? Um, just overall like site performance. Got it. And so how did you end up in California? nonetheless Ventura yeah I I got a new job and so I moved out here uh, which is great I really love what I do so I'm currently in more of a marketing analyst role uh, so similar to what I was doing now in New York um, which is great yeah they gave me the opportunity to move out here and you can't say no to California so moved out here and so this marketing role that you took on is that go hand in hand with the KO training or is this two separate things you're doing so they're two separate things. Um, luckily, my experience in the analyst side does help with the KO training side in terms of seeing how certain things on my actual site are performing as well and can kind of track those. Um, it helps with like social media marketing as well, like Instagram, Facebook, even TikTok. Um, having an, an analyst background kind of can help me understand those metrics and like seeing how a post does on there. And I already kind of know like, okay, this is good or this is bad. So knowing to tailor from there on. Right. So it, it definitely helps in that aspect. So is this other job that you have like a full-time job or you, how does that mm-hmm. work? Yeah. So it's a full-time job. Um, 
like typical eight to five, sometimes longer, depending on the day. Uh, so very, very busy, which is great that I have KO on the side, even though like starting a small business is also another full-time job. So uh, yeah, I have two full-time jobs. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because, you know, on one hand, you know, a lot of listeners here, they might be in a similar like situation as you where they have mm-hmm. a full time, but they're starting a brand new business. So how has that been for you, you know, managing your life, being able to balance and take care of both of those? So it's definitely a strain sometimes. Um, I didn't really focus in on making KO what it can be until the pandemic. Uh, so back in March, you know, we got full-time remote at work, which, you know, was great. I really love working remote, like from my house with my cat. It's kind of awesome. Um, but that kind of sparked an idea where I was like, okay, you can't really go anywhere during the weekend. You can't go anywhere at night. So I thought maybe let's put a little more focus in KO. Let's make it a little bit more than just like a fun side hobby that I'm doing with my friends. Um, So I started building it out from there. And I think it really took off more when I was partially furloughed over the summer, which a lot of us, you know, had to go through. A lot of people had it much, much worse than I did. So, um, but with the partial furlough, you know, then I'm getting an entire afternoon and like four days straight of just not work and like don't have work to do. So I really put the focus on, okay, how can I make myself a better coach? So signing up for more classes like nutrition, stuff like that, getting my nutrition coaching certification. And then also how can I find more clients? So just taking KO to a much bigger scale and putting more of the focus in myself and that career and just realizing, you know, if this is something you talk about all the time, if fitness is all you talk about, nutrition is all you talk about, you love doing it maybe you should put some focus into it and like make it be a better thing for a lot of people. Right. And so when you came out here, did you already have KO training or was that kind of just an idea and then it got started once you moved here? Mm -hmm. So I had the framework for it. Um, I had a website laid out, which looked a lot different than it does now. Um, I just had some general, like I had two clients at the time, um it's just a very general format but I didn't really have client systems in place I didn't have a check-in process I was really like loose about the whole situation and it was kind of obvious that this was just like a side hobby or something for me not something that I was passionate about which is what I wanted to really focus on this summer and make it like prove that I was passionate about this and and kind of change things up and make it a more reputable business yeah um yeah Well, it's kind of interesting because I'm thinking about it. You know, when I started my business, I had a huge community that I knew, right? So Mm -hmm. it was like when I launched my business, I had people that knew me already and that were like, heck yeah, I want to support you. So what has it been like for you when you come and you're in this brand new place? Did you have community? Did you have friends here that were like, all right, let's jump on board? Or did you really have to start from scratch? So friends out here, I didn't really have yet. Um, I'm lucky that I did have a really great support system, you know, back home. Uh, My boyfriend moved out here. He's been an amazing support system for me. I've been lucky that my parents are very supportive as well. So, you know, they always ask me on the phone, like, oh, how's training going? How's nutrition coaching going? So, and I definitely have a good amount of friends that were like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I love your posts. Like, it's so much education. Um, I think over the the last year when I've made this transformation into more like focused Instagram posts, that's when I heard from a lot of my friends that were like, this is so awesome. Like I'm telling all my friends about you. Uh, Can I sign up for coaching as well? And I got like a a steady 
flow of people like over the summer that um, signed up for coaching, which has been awesome. And I've been working with them through that. So support system wise, it's been mostly still back home um, out here. Not so much yet. But. Right. And like, you know, I always make jokes like it's hard to make friends like as adults, mm-hmm. like how do you do that? So like for you, yeah. what has that experience been like being like new, like in a new area? Have How do you go about making connections? So honestly, I use Bumble BFF <laughs> and I find it so helpful and just like connecting with different people because it's, it's a lot better than like the dating version of those apps, to be honest, because a lot of people on there are in the same boat as you. They're the same age as you, but it's just like focusing on genuine things. So you're not like focusing on looks or anything like that. Cause that can kind of come with the app, but like, Oh, Hey, like I liked what that person said in their bio or, Oh my God, she's surfing. I would like to learn how to surf. So can you teach me? Mm. So uh, connecting with people that way has been super helpful. I've actually made quite a few friends off of that now. And one of the girls is actually one of my clients. So it worked out pretty well for me as well. Yeah. So focus, finding people like through those ways has been really helpful, especially with everything shut down. Like it's hard to meet people at the gym or doing everything else because I can't go to those places. Right. So Bumble BFF, get that. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> I've never, I maybe have heard of that, but I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. It's real. They, I think they have a Bumble Biz version too. I haven't really tried that one yet, but I've, yeah, Bumble BFF's really good. <laughs> awesome. And yeah. So do you ever see yourself like leaving your current like full-time job to fully focus on KO training? It's definitely a 10-year goal for me. Uh, KO training is something I do want to focus on. Um, again, it's something I'm very passionate about. It's something that like when I think about like planning the TikToks for it, planning the educational content for it, I get really excited about it. And when I'm reading my nutrition book, I'm like immediately calling my mom and being like, did you know that the gut does this, this, this? And she's like, great. So it's, I think once you find something you're passionate about, that's something you should probably go after. So definitely my 10 year plan. I don't think I'm ready to leave anytime soon though. I still really like my job. If my boss is watching, I still love it there. So um, yeah, a 10 year plan. Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I think maybe in the world of how, where I'm at with like business coaching, you know, I hear a lot in that realm where it's like, you know, you should just trust in the energy and, and jump Mm -hmm. into what you're really passionate about and, and leave the nine to five. So for you, cause I'm kind of hearing like you're, you're happy with where you're at Mm -hmm. and you still get to do this side thing that brings you joy. Right. And so you know, for people that are maybe listening, I'm kind of interested. Do you think that because you're maybe not financially relying on KO training to bring in your income that it gives you more room to to have fun in your business? For sure. Uh, once not having financial stability changes a lot. So for instance, everything that I can make from work, I can also push back into KO, like KO marketing. Um, KO, like Insta ads, Google ads, things like that. Like I could push it back into there, funnel it through. When the business, that's all you have, it can be very difficult because you have all of these expenses. So it's hard to set aside like a marketing budget as well to expand your business, which is also like a double-edged sword because you need that marketing to expand your business. So it's just like kind of a, yeah, exactly. So it definitely gives you a little more freedom, uh, which is ironic because, you know, most people say owning your own business gives you that freedom. But I don't think a lot of people mention how hard it's going to be 
for the first few months of you starting your business for the first year. And that it's not always easy to just jump from your nine to five and going into this business um, because you can put all you have into that business, but you're not always going to get the rewards right away, like financial rewards. And without that financial reward, it's hard to keep expanding, keep growing your business, um, expanding your marketing. So it's very rare for people to, you know, just like go on Instagram post and all of a sudden get 18 clients from that, especially when you're just starting out. So yeah, I definitely think it, it helps having the nine to five as well. (laughs) Yeah. And do you ever feel like, like, you know, kind of going back into like the time management, Hmm. is there times where you just, you're like burnt out and you can't show up for the side business? That happens a lot. (laughs) Um, especially in the pandemic, I think just like the last few months of just being like stressed out mentally. I mean, you have all this free time, but sometimes your brain just like can't handle it all. Like it's a lot to process. Mm -hmm. There was a lot going on. Um, So I think there are days when you're just like so drained and you're like, I need to do this, but how can I even muster up the energy to do it when all I want to do is lie down? So there's definitely days where it's just, I'm trying my hardest, but I really can't push through it. And even then there are days where like, obviously the nine to five has to be the priority because that's the one that, you know, I'm loyal to a company about um, and working with. So if they have work that has to last till like 11 PM, I can't just say, okay, bye. And like ditch them because I need to work on on my business for a while. Um, So it's definitely finding a balance can sometimes be a struggle as well, especially for me. Um, And time management is just a skill you have to kind of learn. and kind of finding the energy, it's okay to not have it sometimes and just be like, uh, tomorrow's better. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just have to, yeah, you just have to do that. And I know a lot of business coaches, like say, you just have to push through, or you're going to work until like 4am every day in order to get your business started. And to be honest, when I, I had a business coach a few months ago, and I was like, that's just a lot of pressure on people. And I understand that starting a small business is hard. But if you look at somebody and tell them, like, you're going to have to stay up till 5 a.m. every day in order to get this done, but also wake up at 7 a.m. so you can get your other job done, it's very overwhelming. And I think that kind of turns a lot of people off to it as well, where at least if you're realistic and be like, hey, if I don't have the time or mental capacity to handle this right now, like, you need to give yourself a break so you can actually have the capacity to handle it better, like, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love that you're pointing that out because, you know, I hear that all the time. It's like, you mm-hmm. have to sacrifice and work so hard. And, and I think it's like, it starts in this really weird energy when you start creating your business. And, mm-hmm. you know, cause the other kind of question I wanted to ask you was like, you know, for you, when you do take time to, to, you know what, I actually need to br- like have a break and I need to rest and and I'll do that tomorrow. Do you ever like experience guilt or shame or like you're not doing enough? Does any of that come up for you? I actually felt that yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> it definitely does again, because like I said, that that business coach um, had pushed that and even like other business coaches that I'm following on Instagram push this all you have to give your all every day if you want to succeed like people don't talk about the reality of business and that's you have to grind all the time constant grinding and just like reading that is so overwhelming to me and makes me like feel like I'm not doing enough right. like if I'm just going for a walk outside it's like okay well could I do this or would this time be better spent like creating marketing or creating new education or, or researching things mm. um 
so yeah, you do definitely get that feeling of like guilt, shame, like I'm not doing enough. Um, I think it's also another comparison of people as well, because you see someone else trying to do the same things you are. And then you're like, oh my God, if they're doing it, it's like 23 hours of the day, like I should be doing it that same way. There just has to be an understanding that everyone's different. Everyone handles their business differently. And I don't think success depends on you literally killing yourself over your work. Like you should be passionate about it and putting as much as you can into it. But if as much as you can put into it is only like five hours a day, I think you can still be successful. So yeah, I think one of my main things with KO training is try to make everything simple. So I think there's just a lot of bull throughout the industry, like don't eat after 8 p.m. You can only eat keto. Carbs are terrible. Do this, do this, 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 if you want to lose weight. And it's like, it's really not that hard. And I think people struggle with their nutrition or their fitness goals because people make it seem harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Because to be honest, a lot of these same people are trying to sell you something. They're trying to sell you a supplement that you don't need or sell you a program that might not actually help. Um, it's just to make financial gain. So for me, I look at it as a very like what's sustainable for you. Like if me telling you that like you have to do Whole30 is going to be like red flags everywhere and you can't do it, then I kind of would fail as a coach because my job isn't to make you hate what you're doing it's to give you a sustainable program that you can do for long periods of time so with a lot of my clients what we start off with a lot of them do macros which is basically a calorie breakdown of stuff but some of them were just like okay you know what we're first just going to focus on portions so you can eat what you're eating now we're just going to do smaller sizes so instead of like three servings of pasta let's do one and a half servings of pasta and add in some vegetables so another thing might be like, what can we add to your diet instead of what can we take away? It's a lot of more like positive mindset training rather than like, like I said, the red flags are focusing on removing things. Because I think when you tell people they can't have something, you're obviously going to want it. So right. you have to focus on like the positive things that could come from this, but also the sustainable part. Like how are people going to stick with this long term? Yeah. Well, and the word sustainable is always like that makes me curious. You know, I've had experiences, weight fluctuation, but my mm -hmm. most recent experience was signing with a coach and bodybuilding, right? I am not interested in bodybuilding. <laughs> no, thank you. But it was chicken, rice, broccoli, right? For, I think we did for like six months. We went to the gym for two hours a day, seven days a week. So when mm -hmm. I, that word sustainable. So for you, do you feel that in this industry, in the fitness industry that people aren't really looking at long-term goals for their clients yeah. or they're not looking at sustainability for them? Absolutely. So one thing I've really focused on and made my focus was overall health. Like mm -hmm. if the scale's going down, that's awesome. That's great. Especially if your goal is weight. I mean, especially if your goal is weight loss, it's that's obviously what you want to see. But what I've kind of trained my clients to see too, is that there's more to health than just your number on the scale. So it's making sure you're hitting fiber because that takes care of your gut. Like my clients and I talk about everything you could possibly want to, even the, T the TMI stuff, yeah. but it's important because if even one thing's off, like it could be because of something you wouldn't even consider, like something that you ate like a few days ago, like different things can affect you. Um, and I just, like you said, like chicken, rice and broccoli, I used to be that type of person too, where I was like, I ate chicken and sweet potatoes every day for 
probably a year because I was wow. in that bodybuilder. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> like, but I was in that bodybuilder mindset where I was like, this is how you hit your goals. Hmm. But I'm just like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Because I really don't think it is. <laughs> like, I want to enjoy at least some of the things that I'm eating. Um, so that's where that sustainable thing comes in. Like, okay, if I want to have chicken sweet potatoes, how can I make it more fun? Like, what are different things that I can add to it? So, so yeah, I think a lot of the fitness industry has been taken over by that bodybuilding mindset because that's where a lot of people find success. And I think people think they need to be strict in order to look a certain way where that's not what it should be. Yeah. Um, with my focus and my clients, again, overall uh, health, but also like an 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. So it's like, instead of trying to aim for 100-0, which is absolutely perfect, Nobody does that. I'm sorry. Unless you're preparing for a bodybuilding competition, like even nutrition coaches aren't 100-0 all the time. Right. 80-20 should be your goal where it's like you're hitting your nutrition pretty much 80% of the time. But like I also want pepperoni pizza. I want ice cream cake. I want fun stuff on the side right. because that's like sustainable. Like if you're trying to be 100-0, like I'm not bringing my chicken rice broccoli or my sweet potato and chicken to a restaurant to eat with my boyfriend. Right. Like I used to have to be that type of person. And I was like, what are you doing? Like you need to stop. Right. And like, you're not going to bring it to your friend's party. Like it's always like memories over calories for me. Memories over calories. I love that. I hope you make a t-shirt yeah. that you put that on. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Coming soon to kotraining.com slash shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, for you, you know, cause you mentioned like bodybuilding, were you ever in that realm of like trying to compete? So until the pandemic, I was actually working with a bodybuilding coach wow. who we were training for a bikini competition. Uh, and I was in the beginning stages, so I wasn't quite at that like peak, like, oh my God, this sucks yet. I was still like excited about it, but it was like, you had set cat carbs, set fat, set protein. Um, and it's a whole different experience when you're training for that, which is why I think it's not ideal for like bodybuilding clients and like lifestyle clients to have that same kind of diet because you have two different goals. Right. Honestly, when you're focusing on bodybuilding, you do have to have that like blinders mindset. Like, yes, you are going to have to make sacrifices like the pizza, the ice cream. You're going to have to put in a ton of work. It's so much work. And I have so much respect for those people. Right. Uh, I I'm not sure if I would do it after this pandemic, to be honest, now that I've like kind of went through this, I have been like reevaluating, but I wouldn't a hundred percent throw it off the table. Like it could be a fun challenge yeah. for me to try. <laughs> well, and you know, I'm going to go in kind of a weird direction here because I'm sure. so curious and maybe you're not, you don't know enough, but I actually watched this documentary once about um, bodybuilding with women, you know, in competition and how you know, the bodybuilding for men is very different from women. Do you know anything about that? Like when you had to go do um, your competition or in preparation for that, is it different? Like how men have to prep versus how women have to prep for these? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, I know that there are certain drugs that people can take to make your physique a little bit better um especially when you're eating like usually you have to go super low calorie for a lot of these things right uh, i think it might be different because you know what number one the drugs you can take affects people differently but also with the amount of calories that girls would have to eat a lot of your body systems get interrupted 
Mm-hmm. So like girls, like you're going really low, you could lose your period, you're getting way too low of body fat percentage. Um, a lot of female bodybuilders like get implants and stuff, which can also lead to other things down the line. As far as training differently, I, I actually didn't know anything about that. Um, I'm just I haven't been so involved in that world for right. a pretty long time now. <laughs> yeah. Well, to piggyback off that, and which kind of, I think, brings back, because you mentioned your guest form about mindset, which I want to get into with you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's, like, inside of competitions, but even maybe just the fitness world in general, that it's mm-hmm. more about um, looking good, losing weight, being the best possible versus people really actually caring about their health and well-being and living a long-term life? Absolutely. I mean, just fitness, I think, has been very transformed by social media. So Instagram, TikTok now, um, I think those are the the, the two biggest ones. Those just became so aesthetic focused, where it's like you're just seeing girls that like are pushing certain things. Like, you know, there's the joke about the ass pick, like that's where you're going to get likes and get motivation. And then they build a workout program based off of that. Um, You do get famous for your body. Which is also, it does make sense because a lot of people, when you're signing up for a program, it's because you have certain physique goals in mind. Right. So when you see someone that looks like the physique you want, you're obviously going to follow them um, right. and, you know, do the program that they do. So I think fitness in general is a very aesthetically focused thing when we need to focus it on more than that. So it's a lot more like, okay, her, like that body looks amazing, but what's the overall health like down below? Because this kind of goes like either direction. Like just because someone looks like a certain way doesn't mean their health isn't optimal or doesn't mean their health is optimal. Like they could have other things going on inside. Like they might not have the best gut health, things like that, digestive issues. And you just don't know that looking at a person. So that's why I try to focus more on overall health because it's like, yes, we can totally get you to that aesthetic body goal, but like in 50 years, I also want your health to be like mm-hmm. still going good. I want to set you up so that in like that time frame, you're still going to be like optimal, not just yeah. like looking good, you know? Mm-hmm. And I so appreciate you just even bringing that up is because, you know, and maybe I'm kind of also at a guilty of this, but looking at people's bodies and being like, damn, I wish I looked like that but not once ever considering like, are they truly in health? They might have a great mm-hmm. butt, super fit, nice legs, but you know, they might have diabetes still or something crazy, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not a doctor. So I appreciate <laughs> making that, that point, you know, because for listeners, I'm, no matter what kind of lifestyle we have, we all probably want, you know, a better body and look better. The grass is always greener on the other side. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it's a, that's an important point that you don't really know what you're looking at all the way, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's a lot going on under the surface for a lot of people. So I think it's important to keep that in mind too, if you're trying to start comparisons as well. Right. And so kind of jumping into this mindset, you know, so I do a lot of transformational work and self-development and, you know, even it was, I think it was yesterday I was writing down some limiting beliefs that I had about, Mm. um, I don't, you know, I don't want to go to the gym anymore. It doesn't, I, that's not how I want to experience my life. You know, I'm down to ride Mm -hmm. a bike and go to the beach. Right. But one of the, the new beliefs that I was creating was the more I do my inner work and take care of my emotions, then my body will release the weight. So do you think that there's 
like any kind of um, correlation between emotions and life experiences and traumas that people deal with that relate to their weight and like why they can't lose it or health in general? Absolutely. So I think when people hear weight, a lot of people are like, oh, calorie deficit. That's it. That's it. Like just eat less and you're going to lose weight. And while that's theoretically, yes, that's true. Emotions affect you. Stress affects it. Sleep affects it. Um, Past trauma. Yes, that can affect it because you can use, you know, food as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. A lot of like whether you eat or you don't eat Uh, people with depression, sometimes you don't eat. And that's nothing like you can't just go up to that person and say, well, just eat because you're you need it for the calories. Like, you know, there's a lot of different stuff going on. So that's also what I focus on in my my client work as well is, okay, well, how is your stress level? And if a client tells me like their stress was eight or nine or 10, that's their focus for this week. So what can we do to bring that down? Because stress affects so much that you don't even think about um, like releasing cortisol, which is like the fight or flight hormone. And just in general, like stress, like can lead to like certain food issues. It can lead to a lot lack of sleep, like that affects everything as well, besides like you just being tired, and you can't push through your workout. Uh, Emotions, again, like how you handle your emotions, like if you're like really upset, and like me, and you just want like all the chocolate in the world and all the ice cream, like that affects it as well. So that's again, where you need to make emotions and stress the priority with with client work, or just in your life in general, like how can I make this better for me. And then the rest will just fall into place, you know, once you kind of get that in line. But that's, that's a huge focus that you should kind of point your attention to. Right. So it's almost like, you know, you're really a, the fitness coach, but you also kind of have to be like a life coach almost. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need like a little bit of therapy on the side too, <laughs> like talking, <laughs> talking to clients a lot, because, you know, at first, they're kind of just like figuring you out, you out as a coach. And then all of a sudden check in number three, I'm getting full like life stories of what happened through the week. Like what really set them off? What made them cry this week? Like what they're actually feeling and like feelings are what leads to kind of different issues too. So it's like, if someone, like I said, is super emotional, has had a really stressful week. How did that translate into their food and overall health? Like, how can I help them manage this? so we can manage this, you know, like it all connects together. Yeah. So yeah, therapy is involved in this. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and so for you, you know, cause it, it, not that I'm super into the fitness world, like I know a lot about mm-hmm. it, but you know, for me, I go on Instagram as a marketer and there's fitness everywhere. So for you, like, you know, I'm definitely hearing that you're somebody that it's really tailored to the person. And I feel like you'll probably go the extra mile and really take care of them. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, there's a lot of people doing what you're doing, even in the same aspect of really customizing and and being in sustainability. But with that being said, what really makes you different from the rest or what do you do different? What's unique about your training? So, yeah, there's I think that's one thing I've struggled with as a business is like, okay, there's there's like 15 of me, to be honest, like just with one scroll down on the homepage. I know they all say kind of the same thing. Um, but what I really focus on is how I can set people up for life, not just for the next like three months that we're working together. Like if I can set someone up in these next three months, give them everything, and then they don't come back to me because they're they're set now, but they can make that last for 15 years. That's perfect. Like I did my job then. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. My goal is to just really set people up like for the future, like give as much education as I can, like not just give you protocols and be like, this is what we're going to do. But I want to explain why we're doing what we're doing. Right. Um, my focus really with my, my overall focus for the 10 year plan, I want to make fitness simple for people. I want to make it accessible for people. Yeah. So I think a lot of people right now, a lot of coaches who are like me, you know, you're charging a lot of money. Mm. Like it could be like $3,000 sometimes for three months of coaching. And for me, I'm like, that just kind of seems like an accessibility issue then because the people who might need me the most are the people who can't even afford like the $1,000, you know, which makes sense. That's a lot of money, especially when it's like rent is really high. A lot of things are really high. I don't think people should suffer just because they can't afford it. Yeah. So my goal is to eventually make this accessible for everybody, make it really low cost, but not sacrifice the quality. Right. Like I want the quality to be perfect. Again, I want to set people up for life, teach them about optimal health, like how you're going to get healthy overall, not just focus. So my goal is right now to focus on the clients, but overall I'm hoping to make an app that can like take everything into account. So I don't want it to just be fitness. I want to take like the stress, stress health, the sleep health, like everything together in one app that's going to be accessible, affordable, and even just not even ableist. Like I want to think of all of that as well. I think right. these are really like, that's something that someone needs. So yeah. that's where like, I would like to streamline this. And I think that's, what's going to set KO apart from other people because we're thinking of all different aspects of it and trying to make this an accessible thing for everybody, not just those that can afford it. And not just like people like me who, have lived this life. <laughs> and so have you always been in the fitness industry or like, you know, I have this thing, like people get into business because they overcame something for themselves. So does that ring true for you? Were you somebody that dealt with food or weight issues and, or was it like, you just love working out? What was kind of your, your, your why? <laughs> so when I was younger, I was like younger, like in high school, I was, pretty overweight, like very overweight for my age. Um, and you know, I just kind of started off like, I want to get skinny for prom. That was literally <laughs> my goal. <laughs> um, and I was like Googling different articles and I did it all the wrong ways. Mm -hmm. Like I was the, per like I started hiding like food in bags so I wouldn't have to eat it and then put it in the fridge to hide it from my mom. Like I was doing some pretty disaster things because that's what I had read on the internet. Like right. people were like, eat less. So I was like, all right, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm just not going to eat at all which isn't how you do it. You know, that's not a sustainable way. I would run laps around my basement because we had, that was the only place I could do it. Um, and then when I went to college, it kind of got a little bit worse and just kind of got worse and worse until finally, like, you know, I was having people say to me like, oh yeah, we got pizza for your birthday, but we weren't sure if you were going to eat it. So, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to be that person where it's like, people have to be worried about like me or like what I'm eating or like, or not eating. Um, and I just was like, started to get get a better education on things like okay the articles you're reading on google that's great but like they're not obviously the best right now right. so a better education and that's kind of was my goal as a fitness coach where i was like okay like you need to like focus on this and give people a better education rather than just like everything that i had been through because the ways i had originally lost weight is not a way that you should ever lose weight um right. and you shouldn't do those things you don't need excess cardio you don't need to restrict yourself so much right. um because it can go too far in the other direction as well so you really need to find a balanced lifestyle for yourself mm. um, 
And so with the mindset, you know, side of that, so for you being someone that didn't seem like that you had a, a healthy relationship with food, and then what was the moment where maybe not moment, but like, there obviously had to be a transition period where you went from, you know, being scared of food or not wanting to eat food. And then now you're completely in a different mindset where you're like, food is beautiful. I can pick great food. Like, what was that transition like for you switching that relationship to food? I think it's very hard and scary at first, um, especially when, you know, you realize like, okay, but if I eat more food, am I going to gain the weight I just lost back? Like, how is this going to affect me? Um, And it can be like very scary because that's obviously the last thing I wanted. Like when I said my goal was just to be skinny, like I wasn't really focused on building muscle or anything at the time. Uh, So I just kind of started watching more positive people on YouTube, like more people that I could associate with. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of helped me get into the mindset where I was like, okay, like she can do this. I can do this. Like she, again, it's back to that aesthetic. Like she has the physique physique I want. So like she eats a lot. So you know what, if she can do it, I can do it. And it's just like, it's going to be a slow process. It's going to be gradual. You can't go zero to a hundred in like a day. But I think it's better to like train your mindset and be like, okay, this is going to be good for me. This is going to bring me to a better place. This is going to make me happier. Um, I won't have to like worry that my family's walking on eggshells around me or like my boyfriend was walking on eggshells around me because I could snap because I'm hungry. So I think it was just a focus on the positives rather than uh, what else could happen. Yeah, absolutely. So with like jumping back into like current, what what business currently looks like. So what is your offering? Are you doing pretty much everything online? Are you doing on uh, one-on-one? How does that work right now? So right now there's one-on-one coaching, um, which is when someone would sign up with me. You can do nutrition, fitness, or both. And we do check-ins once a week, uh, which are very extensive. Like you get a voice memo with it. You get like a whole list of like, what I kind of ran through in the uh, voice memo and then like your goals for the week. So if you had mentioned like you had a lot of stress, like I give you a list of how we're going to tackle stress this week and like in a nice way, not in like a way that's going to stress you out even more. Um, But also like, okay, if you didn't hit protein this week, like here's a couple snack ideas we can do. So just kind of focus on that. Um, You get all the workouts, which if you have a problem with like any of the workout, like I switch it out real easy. Um, So like one of my clients can't do pushups because of a chest condition. So we switched out pushups for something else. So you can still work the muscle group, but I don't want to make things worse for you because that's not the point of this program. Um, You get access to me for 24 six. I do take one day off just to focus on my boyfriend, on my family, things like that, on my cats, things like that. Um, And then you also get a group chat that has everybody in it. Like people just hype each other up. Like if you have questions like about certain things, like they'll answer it for you um, or I pop in and answer. Then I am also making a guide right now, which is going to be at a cheap, much cheaper price point that I'm planning to release uh, in the next week or so. I was planning on releasing it in early January, but you know, I just thought it wasn't the right time to do it, held off a little bit. Um, and that's going to have a lot of the same education that I give my clients, just obviously not at the same scale, but still like, these are the workouts you should do. This is why you're doing it. 
and also nutritional advice, which covers everything from like eating the rainbow, which is how you can get more vegetables in to like fiber and why it's important to even things like, okay, if you're going to travel, like here's how you can still hit your goals while traveling. So just covering a lot of basis, but again, making an accessible program for people. So that's coming out. And then I have some other fun programs coming out like that as well. And hopefully an app within the next two years. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Kate, it's been so much fun. I, I've just loved being with you. And I've probably got some more questions for you <laughs> that I'll have to look out <laughs> for. Um, but where can the listeners find you on social media? So you can find me on Instagram at Kate and OC. I'm on TikTok at uh, Kate, Kate OC Fit. Uh, and visit our website, kotraining.com.